And this is Changing the Narrative. I'm your host, David Reeves, and we are changing the narrative every week. Uh, On this podcast, we're discussing things that uh, are not often discussed within the scientific realm, within the historical realm, but also we're trying to encourage other Christians because we've been spoon-fed a narrative from the atheistic community that there is no God, that you don't have to worry about a thing. There's no absolute morality. Just do what you want. Everything will all work out. And that's been pushed on us for generation after generation, but here we are changing the narrative back to truth, the truth of God's Word. And today I have a friend, John May, with me here. Uh, Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you in studio, and uh, you've brought a friend with you. Yeah, this is my seven, six-year-old Burmese python. His name is Bowser. Bowser. Uh, named off of Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, I had him since he's a hatchling. That's wonderful. So six years old. Mm-hmm. You hand-raised him from that time. Basically. Yes, sir. I got him when he was about two months old. How about that? Yeah, it's amazing how fast, you know, you go from feeding every week to bigger meals to a lot slower feeding schedules. And So yeah. how often do you have to feed him? Well, as a baby, it was a, a rat, like, once yeah. a week. Yeah. Uh, now it's a rabbit, like, once a month. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have really slow metabolisms. Right. So they don't break down, so it lasts a lot longer. Yeah. Um, we do have bigger snakes that eat a lot bigger meals. Um, that's that's an interesting, when you start looking for the bigger animals to feed, it's, you know, you get looked at a little weirdly. Right. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> do, now, live rabbits or frozen rabbits or how, what do you do? He will eat a pre-killed. Okay. But I do have a reticulated python yeah. that won't touch it unless it's moving. Is that right? Yeah. Just won't go for it. Won't. She won't even even consider that it's there it has to be making noises and, and the whole house has to leave because it's just not okay <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty neat yeah uh now okay let's let's back up a little bit tell me a little bit about your history have you always uh been a christian been into animals what uh, tell me your story so i got saved later in life about you know 10 12 years ago okay uh, I was never allowed to have reptiles. Okay. I was allowed to play with them, you know, outside in little snakes. Yeah. And um, my, uh, me and my wife met, was never allowed to have them either. Uh-huh. We started having kids, and I don't like to break promises to my kids. We was at an, at an exotic pet store, mm-hmm. and we uh, was I was looking at ball pythons, mm-hmm. and my my oldest, which was my young, my first one, and the youngest first one. Uh, she was looking. I was like, I promise you, you know, if you hold that the yeah. whole time we're here, I'll buy it for you. Ooh. Of course, my wife's in the background going, yeah, we'll do that. Because <laughs> at the time, she was real dressed, you know, didn't really get her hands dirty. Uh-huh. Um, and my wife's like, yeah, we'll do that. And she's okay. And then we held it, and after that, it grew. Uh, right. It's like, oh, so now what are we going to do? I guess we have to get this thing. Right. That's it. And the ball pythons are very Amazing. handleable, very beautiful. I mean, I, I just, that's probably one of my favorite snakes. Really? Yeah. Um, I started off liking balls. You know, I mean, I still do. We have a few, but yeah. I got where I like the bigger guys. Yeah. I, now, you use these larger snakes for... Uh, shows for to to take around for children to encounter tell me a little bit about that okay so i wanted more okay and i have a million one hobbies so my wife said unless they can pay for themselves you Mm -hmm. know and 
you know you can handle it then you'll just go so yeah. i was like I'll, and i started uh at the time after getting saved a few months later uh we started doing popcorn popcorn preaching at our church okay i don't know if you know what that is but it's like five minutes uh-huh. i almost passed out <laughs> <laughs> so i was like you know what i can use uh i started a small company called super serpents at the time okay um i used that to get you over public speaking yes and then it also paid for more animals so we started when we started there and then we started doing schools um we started working with uh, all types of kids and ages and we moved up to a store okay. a couple of years later and i got to the point where i didn't want i couldn't justify selling animals to people that really didn't need them right right to make a living because i went full-time doing that and i wasn't happy i was more happy doing the shows yeah but i couldn't i wanted to find a way to bring the gospel yeah. using my animals through noah's ark okay uh and you, know, you get kind of looked weird when you say that because you know when people they look at the snake as this evil being right right and uh so started working on it and we, we eventually moved it to the ark adventures okay. uh we, we we went to kentucky to the ark uh the ark encounter yes and it opened a lot of doors i've never seen how to display an animal that way and we started and now we were We've been to Tennessee to do shows. Uh, okay. His second time in Tennessee doing a show. How about that? Uh, we do uh, schools, um, assisted living. Okay. And you'd think assisted living, they'd be scared in the corner, but yeah. they're the most right, uh, open. Is that right? Oh, it's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if... I don't know if it's a lack of they don't they feel rejected maybe a little bit because they're there right but you go there they'll t- they'll play with any animal i'll bring how about that oh we had a, a miniature horse there last uh, <laughs> uh, two months ago that was amazing a miniature horse oh, inside there oh walking it through yeah. <laughs> well okay so but also there's this curiosity and there's this this want for education about different creatures Mm -hmm. and you're providing that with arc adventures yes sir okay so you'll go you'll bring snakes you you mentioned a miniature horse what Mm -hmm. what other types of animals do you try to focus on uh we also have um the miniature horse isn't mine but it's a friend of mine uh Uh, we have monitors uh we'll have all different types of you know boas sand boas Um, we try to make it as more not just about reptiles right i like to focus on that one point but we'll have goats well we have you know just bring everything kind of like the ark would have Uh and now i I focus it more on bringing kids i was a bus captain for about four years i believe okay and i'm not longer able the bouncing the bus really gets to me yeah (laughs) so as i get older yeah but we we're trying to use it to bring kids into uh bring kids into church by using noah the story of noah Okay. Um, have their minds, you know, bring them with animals, and yeah. then they want to go and hopefully follow us to church. Oh, tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, so you're using Noah's Ark yes, sir. to kind of intrigue and, and get the conversations going. How, how does that work? So uh, we come in, basically start off with the, basically, the, I was, I say there's the four Ps of Noah. Okay. Uh, so it starts off, you know, Noah had, was the, the just man of the world. Mm-hmm. That's what allowed him to be uh, to build the ark. So That's basically, uh, per, uh, personal. That personal relationship. Relationship, thank you. Yep. Personal relationship with God. So in explaining that, and I go, well, I can't have the, I can't put these animals down for a week or two right. or a month and expect them to have this demeanor unless I have oh, that relationship wow. with them. Oh, wow. So okay. I have to work with them and know them yes. to know that. 
you know, if there, because there's some days he just he doesn't want to be messed with. Yeah, he I can't take him to every show. Um, but because you have that relationship, you're always with him. You're always holding him, making him comfortable mm-hmm. with the situation and all of that. Yes, sir. Then you're able to to work with him. Right. Okay. And mold around him and help him uh, go. I like that. Yeah. And then we, uh, then the second P would be uh, he had a purpose. Okay. Well, snakes have a purpose to help keep down the rodent. I don't know if you've ever bred r- rats or been around that. Yeah. It gets ridiculously fast. Uh-huh. If we didn't have snakes to bring that down, that, that uh, all the amounts of rats and rodents we have, and, and these bigger guys eating bigger things than where they're from, we'd be overpopulated in a heartbeat. We were just, uh, I did a podcast with uh, our mutual friend, Micah Bowman, yes, sir. Uh, looking at God's environmental cleanup systems, mm-hmm. right? And there are all of these things that some people say, uh, you know, why why do we need spiders? You know, well, spiders are eating tons of insects. Well, why, why would God create snakes? You know, well, snakes are actually controlling the rodent population. Well, why would we need this? Why would we need that? And there's always an answer to why are they here? they're here for the good of the entirety of the environment exactly and we kind of miss that a lot of times yes sir and then uh, so the purpose of noah was to build the ark and then why was he there right he was there in that point of history because god knew he would be faithful he was a righteous man who would actually do what god told him to do and that was build an ark and in because he built an ark he was saved because he obeyed Mm -hmm. He was among this this chosen few who actually listened to God and was saved from destruction. Exactly. And then that's where we go over. And then uh, the third one was protection, which was the ark. Uh, and that's when I usually have like a little tortoise or a kind of tortoise or a turtle of some kind. Uh-huh. Well, they have the hard shell. Uh-huh. You know, God made them have this protection in the wild. So, they're you know, something can't just come up and start biting on them and eat them. Yeah. And uh, our protection is uh like no he was saved we get saved uh-huh. we have the protection of god because we're saved we're not gonna we're not gonna suffer the the second the, the death of hell right that we deserve uh-huh. and um so we go over that and then we go with uh uh the promise which is the rainbow okay. where god's promise you know that's never going to happen again yeah and I always wind up ending, trying to end and starting to focus more at the end of the show is, well, if God gave us demeanor over these animals, us to protect them and watch over them and raise them and make sure they're healthy, why don't we give that to God in our life? Like, if, oh, yeah. if we have that demeanor, we should have, God should have that demeanor in our life. Uh huh. So, and then we usually go show everybody all the animal, all the animals. We'll bring some that can't be really handled. Uh, like a tarantula. I usually have like pink toe tarantulas or I have seen one of those before. Oh, they're awesome. They're huh. really great starters because uh-huh. they don't react. They jump far. That's the big problem with them. Okay. because um, in Africa they they jump from branch <laughs> to branch. Uh-huh. Um and then we typically usually are used to have a uh, a dwarf caiman with us. Oh nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, I love working with those things. Yeah. Um and we'll have We've we've never got to use it. We didn't have it long enough to really to do it with. But we have had monkeys, really, uh, spider monkeys. Oh, beautiful! Oh, they're an- great animals. Okay, okay. Uh, so so do you do you breed snakes? I was breeding reticulated pythons. Okay. Um, we actually lost one of our big breeders. I got gotcha. you. And I was really close to her, so I'm kind of backing off, yeah. not focusing on breeding anymore. I got gotcha. you. Because it's not 
there's a million sure. readers. So absolutely, I wanted to uh, focus more on this. So I'm, I'm more worried about getting different species of animals now. Yes, that can tell a message. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's back up to protection for a second. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the the turtle. Uh, a turtle can can draw up into its into its shell, yes, obviously. Sir. And in doing so, it can be safe from the elements. Uh, Noah and his family entered into the ark. God commanded him to do that. And because of that, he was safe from those elements, from, from the destruction that was going on all around him. But are we willing to do those same things? Are we willing to actually listen to what God's saying and, and follow those instructions? And because of that, we can be safe not just in this life, but we're talking about for eternal life. And this is something as simple as believing and receiving. This is something that anybody can do. It's a free gift. Yes, sir. If only we're willing to. Yes, sir. So what about receptiveness? When you go out and you bring these animals, do you see like a kid's eye? being opened right there on the spot where oh, some, yeah. you see something clicking. Oh, yeah. And you have the, some people like, I'm not holding that. I mean, uh-huh. You get that in every crowd. Uh-huh. That's, you shouldn't have that, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. At the end of every party, I, I God's allowed me to have the the comfortability with them that yeah. it, they wind up holding it. You know, the, wow. all the ones, it <laughs> might be for two seconds to take a picture and done. Right, but still. Still have that, that openness at the end of the, the deal. Um we're actually, you know, coming from a church that didn't really perceive to have snakes, you know? Yeah. Um, we actually confronted our pastor about having like a Noah's Ark day. Uh-huh. And he's like, we're putting that together now to kind of show it to him. So hopefully he'll use it to have like a, a the bring kids, draw yeah. kids in that for that week or like we did when we had buses. That would be so, fantastic. Oh, I think it's awesome. It's amazing what... You know, I heard my pastor preach when I first, you know, first got saved, and I was very new to it. Like, you know, if you know, if it's the right question, God will answer and let you have what you want. Yeah. And this is proof. Like, I never thought I'd ever get to work with reptiles. Neither less get to use it in in a church setting at that. Right. So it's just amazing how God can, you know, can do anything. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe let's dispel a notion right now because a lot of people, when they think snakes in churches, they're like, oh my goodness, you're handling snakes in churches and all of this. You know, it's like, is this a test to see who's going to be bit and who God's going to say? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is about education. Right. What you're doing is about education, but yet you're also able to share the gospel mm-hmm. through that education. And and maybe opening up open up people's receptiveness to the God's amazing creatures at the same time. Yeah, I mean they're perfectly made, for, like we said earlier, for a job. Yeah. Um, to sit there and say, well, that one's just cursed and you can't mess with it. It's just, it's not true. You know. <laughs> so. Um, How do you get around that? How do you get it? Because people say, ah, oh, well, the snake's like the devil from the very beginning. How do you get around that when somebody says, you know, the serpent is Satan? Well, it's, uh, I kind of look at it, you know, the, the money is root of all evil. It's, yeah. it's not. It's the the way you handle it. And right. it's the same thing. I mean, this could be an evil thing if I allow it, you know, yeah. go bite a random kid. I, like I said, have that personal relationship and didn't know mm-hmm. how, it, how it, if it's in a bad mood or if he doesn't want to be messed with that day. Yeah. Um, 
they can turn bad, you sure, know, and look that way. Yeah. But if you know, you just got to work towards it. You can't just sit there and go, you know, it's just evil, you know, and it's not true. Yeah. And, well, what what I found is that creatures are this this major way that we can actually connect with people. Uh, if anybody's ever seen uh, on TV, you know, uh, a documentary about different animals or all of that, they're they're intrigued. They want to learn. Sometimes. It's disgusting when one animal eats another animal mm. or something horrible happens. But oftentimes in those nature documentaries, that's all that happens. It's all about killing. It's all mm. They're trying to go for shock value yep. because they know that's going to pe- keep people tuned in and like <gasps> gasping all the time, right? But then when you start to look at the design of the creatures, at the incredible nature of these different animals and how they point to a designer... That's where I get excited, and that's where you can use that as as a witness. Because so many times we've been told, you know, this world happened by chance. Mm-hmm. But then you turn that around and you say, well, look at the design of this particular snake. Well, design implies a designer. Mm-hmm. Creation means there must be a creator. And when we start to look at who the creator is... That's where we're fo- we're faced with a couple of different options because a creator could be anything. It could be, you know, some random pagan god out there. But then there is the God of the Bible mm-hmm. who has given us this historical record, his word. And it tells us how he created all of these different creatures. He uh, he created them lovingly with all of these characteristics, the creeping things to creep, the mm-hmm. flying things to fly, and he, he filled the earth with them. And then he gave them a commission. It's like, go out and, and you fill the earth. You, you keep this process going. And all of the animals have continued this process since creation. So when we see these different animals and we can point back to God's original intent, that's great. But then we do see that there's a lot of killing. There's a lot of uh, survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. You know, when people think evolution, they're always always like, well, you know, survival of the fittest. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the the fittest thing is is always going to survive. The the fastest impala is going to get away from that lion. You know, it's like that's just a fact of nature. But from the very beginning, it wasn't so. All animals and humans live together peacefully. It's because of our sin. It's because we mess up that this world is the way it is, that creatures are eating other creatures, that snakes occasionally do bite, that, uh, you know, that that dogs will bite the hand that feed them occasionally, right? It's it's because of the curse, it's because of our sin, that things that we live in a less than perfect world. And yet, it's still incredible. I mean, look at this. I'm just looking at this snake right now, and, and I'm like, that is an amazing creature, and this is still an amazing, incredible world. Oh, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about the um, these snakes in particular, and what he is doing with his tongue, because he's not, he's, he's almost tasting, smelling the air, right? Right, right, exactly. He's, he's sniffing out his new new area, new smells. Okay. Um, that's one way we learn to read them. Okay. Um, most snakes, in general, well, they're irritated or don't want to be messed with. Their tongue don't come all the way out. They kind of just show the tips. Okay. As in, uh, it's kind of a warning. Yes. First beginning of a warning. Um, 
the longer the flick, the more comfortable I am messing with them. Yes. Because the, the more relaxed they are and the more brain activity they're showing. Um, Interesting. But yeah, he's just smelling <laughs> out and he usually sits on top of my head by the end of the day. I love so, it. Uh, like I, said, I grew him since he was in, uh, uh, as a hatchling. I mean, he was a couple wow. months old, but uh, <laughs> we've, we've been together for a while. <laughs> and of course... W- we're seeing this in person right now. Those who are listening in their car, I wouldn't suggest that you pull up the video version of this podcast right now, but I would suggest you go back and look at the video version of this podcast. But um, uh, just being able to see it, I think even the people who are listening can tell there is a a very large snake wrapped around your neck right now. He is smelling you. He is just as chill as he can be. Tell me, how often do you get bit by one of the creatures that you have? I mean, so every snake is a little different. Okay. Every species is a little bit more prone to, bite, prone to biting. Yes. Um, I would say if you would look at a Burmese as a dog, yeah. in relation to a dog, they're more of the Labrador okay. of the snake world. They're more calm and placid. Now, as babies, yeah, they bite. Okay. They li- Until you get the, the used to handling, they yeah. bite. Yeah. Um, I also deal with reticulated pythons. I've been bit more by those than I have by anything. Is that right? Oh, yeah. They're they're very, especially if you touch them around their neck, they don't like it. And huh. they usually will bite ten, a lot more than any other snake that I've ever handled. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I found a new obsession. Uh, my wife's going to kill me when I say this. <laughs> but uh, have you ever heard, heard of a horn spider t- spider t- uh horn spider tail viper no so it's a it's a viper okay it stays on rocks micah actually is the one who introduced me to this yeah um it actually has a tail that looks like a spider and it moves it and it's such it was like a, a, a spider walking and really? a bird will come down and try to grab that tail and then the snake gets the bird bites it how about that yeah perfectly made for his <laughs> area that he lives in where do they um, where do they typically hang out don't know okay <laughs> i just i just now i got into them yeah um do you I'm, have one yet no not okay they're they're pretty costly i understand um and i'm not allowed to have venomous until i have a hot room so okay you know that's in the future um what about regulations like you're you're in texas mm, yes sir uh can what are the regulations for having different types of snakes and creatures and things like that? Texas is one of those places. You know, I think Florida, you got to have so many hours to own a venomous okay. training and all that. Yeah. Texas, you just go buy the permit for 20 bucks and it's exactly. yours. Yeah. Wow. Um, even these guys, I think it's 60 bucks for me to be a de- like a seller for them yeah. or uh, to have them all in one big bundle. Uh-huh. So, and that's what we do. Um, and it's not even this guy. I, I'm, I'm not for sure. Yeah. But I don't think Burmese are even one of the ones that have to be permitted. It's just the reticulated pythons. How about that? We've had green anacondas for a couple of years. Wow. That's a fun one to work with. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's the largest snake that you've that you've ever worked with? So I have a... Uh, I had, she passed away recently on me, a uh, 20 foot, almost 200 pound reticulated python that was solid black. Oh, and you wow. get her out in the sun, the iridescence was beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, after that, I was, that's when I decided, all right, no more breeding these. And yeah. I was, it just kind of knocked me back a little bit. Yeah. But he'll stay around because he's, he's not that big. Yeah. Compared to most, you know, snakes that we have. Yeah. Um, but. How long do they live? Uh, Burmese pythons in general, they're about twenty to twenty-five years. Wow! 
Right. So that's a long term. Again, that's something you have to be careful about because a, a lot of people say, oh, I want a snake as a pet or whatever, you know, and the, the, I, I want a pet, you know. And so they get something and they don't realize the long term commitment. This is this is not this is something that you're going to be caring for for a very long time. Yes, sir. So you raise awareness for for that as right. well. Uh, when, when most of when we had the store, we had like a little class you could do okay. to teach you how to handle um set up the caging uh, yeah. and that's one thing we stress this is you're going to be in college yes. before this thing gets ready to pass away yeah um and that's one thing it did send me back more in the whole owning a store an exotic store how many people just dropped off uh-huh. when the day we shut our doors as a store we had i think four ball pythons dropped off oh my goodness that day i'm like yeah and i was like i can't do this no so i we're we're here in studio, but we're also in studio at the Wonder Center and Science Museum just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. There are exhibit halls literally right out our door, over 100,000 square feet of, of museum here. But uh, in the Wonders of Zoology, that exhibit hall, we have multiple creatures, uh, including geckos, bearded dragons, nice. etc. But uh, but those those geckos, they they're all rescues. Because even geckos, people say, oh, I want something. And then they realize this is not, not something I can really take care of. Exactly. And uh, so I, I always encourage people, you know, research. like, be, be sure. Yeah. Be sure. This is a long-term investment just like a dog. You know, it's like you don't want, you don't want something that you're going to get tired of. And then somebody else has to deal with that. And a lot of times um, they have a bad experience because you ain't handled it. Yep, and they're getting bit, and yep, not used to being. They want that snake or animal not be used to being touched. Yeah, yep. Okay, so in thirty seconds, kind of pull it all together. How do you use this to proclaim the gospel? Just like um, start off with Noah's Ark, bring yep. the animals out, yep. teach them the the four Ps, you know. And if not, we always ask. Anybody's not saved, yep. you know. Uh, you got questions you can ask us we try to send them back to our church that's great that's great just like that turtle can retract in its shell for protection just like noah went in the ark and there was only one door of the ark Mm -hmm. well jesus said i am the door and he's there he's always waiting on us and uh that is that is such an incredible way to use your talents with animals to share the gospel with others Thank you for for what you do and for having me. This is I, awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to. We are going to everybody listening right now. Be sure to keep up with this because we're going to actually pull John in the studio in a few moments in the TV studio, and we're going to do some up close with a lot of different animals. Thanks for joining me today, and thank you for joining me on Changing the Narrative. I'm David Reeves, and until our next program, I want to remind you to keep looking up because truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Find us on all social platforms to stay informed. Watch Genesis Science Network 24-7 for free on Roku, Fire TV, and on our website. Visit the world's largest origins-based store, creationsuperstore.com. Plan your trip to the Wonders Center and Science Museum just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Donate to our nonprofit ministry to help us continue sharing truth.